You're listening to But, but First, a Big Brother podcast hosted by super fans Nick, Press, and Jill. Well, we have survived another Big Brother season. Um, barely, just barely. <laughs> what is that uh, saying? Came in like a lion, out like a lamb. Is that a saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably from Julie's Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Does sound biblical. <laughs> Yeah, we made it. Well, some of us. Some of us. That's the key part. Some of oh, us made it. That's true. He, again, broke his promise to yeah. the Who? listeners and to us. Who? Oh, uh, we could, so okay. That was like huh. honestly, find somebody who enjoyed watching the second half of this season because I don't it enjoy was it, but paint I dry. I I have said for many weeks I enjoyed it. Uh, I will not say I enjoyed it, but I still was committed to the pod, committed to the listeners, <laughs> and I guess just committed to my, you know, personality defects that I requires me yeah. to like watch every moment of a thing. I was, I, am, I was scanning through that finale as much as possible. Um, like, like fast forwarding when, like during HOH part two, I was like, I don't care. I, we already know what happens. Like. Who cares? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I, but watch I still watched it. Yeah. Um, Nick, that's you that's watch big any of you. Of I did not watch any of the finale. Well, this could be kind of good. We can sort of like fill you in a bit yeah. on the finale. How what did that? I miss? <laughs> um, what did you miss? Let's see. Uh, a lot of Derek F. just like being not just delusional, but like rude to Aza and just like. I don't know, over, I mean, I guess he thinks he had a huge part in it. And maybe he had, like, even some of the cook has said, oh, no, he definitely, like, did more behind the scenes than, like, people know. But I still am like, what n the nerve? Like, what, how dare he? <laughs> but the funny thing is, is, like, you know, they say, like, oh, he's done more behind the scenes than people know. They don't know what we've been shown. Right. So it's like they were just making this up. Well, so Nick, did you hear what Kylan said during the, um, like, sort of the jury roundtable? No. Okay. He had the audacity to come for my girl. He was like, Kylan, he was like, um, he was like, well, basically Hannah and Big D are the same type of players. So when I had to eliminate one of them, it was like a tie. I would say, like, I would say that, you know, Hannah is like, not on the same level as Big D. But no, everyone was like immediately like Hannah was like and Tiffany. Everybody was like, "Wait, are you joking? Are you like you're equating them that they're the same type of player?" He's like, "Yeah, basically." And like in a lot of the post show interviews, um, that has come up again. And it, Tiffany is like, "That is crazy." Like she's like, "When I I came up with the master plan, I told Hannah about it, and like." Hannah, like two hours later, came up to me and was like, okay, Tiff, I came up with 60 scenarios of how this could work. Uh -huh. And she's like, 60? I came up with five. She's like, Hannah was always helping me, always strategizing. And so, mm -hmm. anyways, I was really annoyed that they acted like they were the same type of player. Well, it's just like Kylan is just trying to justify why yes. he voted her out. Then just say she was a threat instead it, of absolutely. saying, or just say, I had a deal with Big D. Well, but, and here's the thing, though. Because the cookout was so disjointed... I 
I'm not saying I agree with Kylan, but I could see how maybe from his perspective, he doesn't actually think Hannah did as much as she did. Just like there are people who maybe think that Derek didn't do anything when like, there are probably a lot of examples of when he did do something. So I think that just shows like how weird this alliance was that they actually didn't really like each other as people. And like, they were just, you know, aligned for one particular reason. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, ultimately, how do you feel about the winner? Bored. Oh, well, Although, good job, Jill, because you guessed it yes. from the beginning. We do have to award Nick? you. Yes, congratulations, Jill, on the 2021 Intuition Award, uh, where you correctly guessed who would win, or predicted, I should say, when you correctly predicted yeah. who would win Big Brother 23 with... <gasps> Xavier. Um, and I believe I was going to say that as well, oh. but you were just, <laughs> close. you had, you got to it before me and you know, well, yeah, so well that's anyway, what happened. it's almost like my witch power helped you. Sure. Okay, um, yeah. And the thing is, it's, I don't, I can't tell you anything I know about Xavier. I can't tell you what he likes, what, if he's funny or anything, because he just was so one note the entire season. Mm-hmm. I don't, and like, yeah, he can say, oh, I was throwing comps and whatever, but like, you still weren't interesting in the diary room. You weren't interesting in like social stuff. It just, I, for me, I'm just bored, but that was like, no matter who was going to win, like imagine if Aza won, yeah. I would have thrown myself off the Hollywood sign. <laughs> dramatic. Um, no, I get what you're saying, Nick. Cause it's like, even in the past when, when, <sighs> When we've had these, like, I don't want to say predictable winners, but at a certain point, it just be, it was very, like, predictable that Xavier was going to win. Of course, it was still very impressive for Jill to guess it, you know, week one. But I think by the end, it was kind of like, yeah, we all know it's going to happen. And in the past, when that's happened, like, um, with Jackson, Mickey, and we're not supposed to talk about him, it's like, okay, one, it was predictable he's going to win. Two, we didn't really particularly like him. But, but I agree that I felt like I knew. Jackson better than I did Xavier. Like, yeah. You know? And it's did did Xavier play a game worthy of a flawless victory? No. I, he, uh, well, I kind of think he did. I don't think he did. I just think that it's just like in the musical Hamilton when <laughs> Burr says, they don't have to like me, they don't like you. It's like they don't like DF, uh, Big D, yeah. so they're not going to vote for him. And I mean, so... But that's exactly it. It's a strategy. It got him but, to no, an I end. Know, but I don't think that he played a game that was worthy of a 9-0. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to win. Right, right. But also at the same time, D Big D did not play a game that was worthy of a single vote. Yeah. So yes, it's great that Xavier brought him to the end. Right. But what I'm, I just mean as a whole, over the past five months, Xavier did not play a game worthy of a 9-0. As far as strategy, as far as social, as like anything, as far as just being entertaining enough to be on my TV. I mean, absolutely. Oh. I think there's very few players in all of BB who you could say that about, you know. And only a few have won a flawless game. Right. Um so, like, it's not... Who is an that, example of someone like that? Uh, unanimous jury vote winners. Dan mm-hmm. Giesling for BB10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cody Calafiore oh, for uh, BB All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And, Those uh, are the only two, I think. 
and now Xavier. Wow. Interesting. Um, Interesting. And so it's like to say Xavier is in that circle of, of winners. You know, it's been really interesting post show because I feel like what's, I mean, maybe this is just my small curation, but like everyone's giving, you know, Tiffany and Hannah and Claire and DX sort of like Twitter loves you and we've loved you. And I feel like there's really been no attention paid to to Xavier, which is sort of funny. Not at all. Like, imagine, like, could you imagine, like, Xavier coming back for an all-star season? No. No, no, definitely not. Right. And so I feel like we walk, and, you know, we as the the viewers walked away with this season, like, Tiff, gave, giving Tiffany America's favorite player, rightfully so, um, ha- enjoying DX. And I would say I only enjoyed Hannah because of DX. Um and then Claire, she just doesn't register for me. Oh, I like her. I liked Claire. She was looking end, really so like good her. in the dirt. Claire yeah. was no. Claire was no Christy. No, I, but think <laughs> yeah, about how lucky Christy is like to not be on this season because I do think they'll bring her back. And she had no chance this season. You know, that's a good well, point. Yeah, it's a good I point. did say she should, she could have done a Baldy alliance with with the two finalists. <laughs> Xavier. Other than that, she would have been kicked out of there. You know, and so. You know, maybe, I don't know, next season, it'll just, the chips will fall a little bit differently, but I I will not be surprised if we see Christy and she should be thankful she didn't get on Big Brother 23, in my opinion. Just like me. Yeah. Yep. Thankfully, (laughs) you didn't either. I I said it all season long, like, oh, you would have been, you would have been out of there. I know. Oh my God. Imagine though, next season, season of the witch, me and Christy. Yes. Oh my god, I love that idea. <laughs> I don't know, Nick. You're you're ter- you're you'll really be grandpa territory next <gasps> summer. I'm so sorry. Uh, wow. Tiffany, Tiffany made it far though. Wait, I just wanted to uh, like. I know we don't have that much to talk about with the actual show, but I did sort of want to because there's a few things I wanted to tell Nick because I feel like he doesn't know much about what happened. And something that came up right before we started the pod was about Big D. So Nick, they had this whole section in the after. Was it? It was after the votes were cast before we found out who won. Yeah, they did that reunion section. Yeah, yeah. Where they did this whole thing, which they do every year, about like anybody who lied about their jobs or whatever yes what what was so funny was first of all so many people lied this year and i like actually don't think they needed to lie like it's sarah beth was like i told everyone i'm a voiceover artist but i am a chemical engineer like (laughs) um but like it was sort of whatever but i didn't i don't press i don't know if you realize this i had no idea but so they do this whole thing of sort of like a package of people saying that and then julie's like and Derek F, I hear, you know, you also have something you want to tell everybody. I have no idea yes. he didn't tell, because I saw his tattoo exactly. all season. Right. So, so he gets up there, he stands up. He's like, and everyone's like, what's his big reveal going to be? And he's like, all right, everyone. Well, I didn't want to let everyone know, but I am the last son of the legendary boxing champion of the world, Smokin' Joe Frazier. And he literally invoked our fave Frankie's name. He goes, I didn't want y'all to come in here and treat me like Frankie Grande and think that I live, <laughs> live off my dad's money. Oh, and I think I'm rich because I'm not yeah, rich. Not and, yeah. yeah. Oh, but first off, did anybody even know who Smokin' Joe Frazier yes, was? They did, actually. They did. Oh. Xavier looked shocked. 
Xavier looks like betrayed, but like yeah. he could not. But then he had to get up and admit his his yeah. lies too. So wow. But he, it was. I'm so sure, like funny. Hannah so, and I, yeah. Hannah and Baby D were like who? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But like, so I guess the point being that Big D does not come for money. And so he's not rich. But he did apparently come on the show for fame, which the entire cast knew. And they questioned him about it during the question. uh, What'd they say? They said like, Big D, this question is for you. Some people on the jury think that you came into this game just for the fame and to be on TV. What do you have to say about that? (laughs) What'd he say? He sort of said, like, you're not wrong, but, like, I also played the game. Yeah, like, well, I mean, he didn't... Him, but... Right, exactly. He didn't have any good jury answers. Like, literally zero. I heard people laughed at him. He got oh, some I don't laughs, know. but it was not as bad as Enzo last year. They were laughing at me. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, has, oh, has Derek F. post-show meant talked about a voting? Oh, oh like his... Oh, I don't... That's a good question. I have no idea. Let's see. Someone's got to ask him about it. Like, what was going on there? And unfortunately, he's like, adop- he's like adopted this, like, well, his persona onto Twitter. Yeah. And he's like, y'all are pressed that I did nothing and still won 80K. Like, I can sleep and still win. It was just like, ugh. Yeah, he's definitely um, not ever gonna say like yeah i played a bad game he literally will never he's like i got to second place and you didn't so there you go yeah exactly well do we want to get into uh, crunching numbers or anything yes i want to know what you crunch (laughs) chiching so i went ahead and crunched the stats for this season what we all care about which is the chiching money and um I think, you know, we all know this was the biggest prize in Big Brother history, 750K, whether we think it was deserved or not. That's what it is. Um, the game was played for 85 days. And so mm-hmm. that means that Xavier, Xavier, I'm still saying his name wrong. He, he won per day. He made $8,823.53 before taxes. Wow. wow. That could be you, Nick. <laughs> what a summer. The tax rate on that, I believe, will be a 37%. Um, usually, like, on winnings and, and that kind of stuff, I, I believe that's what the bracket it falls into or whatever, which means after taxes, he'll take home about $472,500. Wow. And that means he made about 5000 $558 a day. Wow, wow. that's really good. And then we looked up what do bartenders make in Milwaukee because that's what <laughs> he claimed he did and that's where he lives. And I found that the top bartenders in Milwaukee make about $626 a week. <gasps> wow. Then wow. I was like, well, let me go find his like law firm and try to figure that out. <laughs> and so he works at Reinhardt Borner Van Duren. Attorneys at law in Milwaukee, and he says he's an associate. He's a he's like not a tax attorney, but it sounds like he works like with corporate like benefits tax or it's it's something financial. And so I just was like, I don't know what those make, but uh, uh, top tax attorneys in Milwaukee can make up to two hundred and five k a year. So I mean, this is what he's taken home is quite. Uh, the winnings for him. Um, 
if he had just been working his job these last 85 days, he would have only, you know, netted about, or grossed about 48000 in that same time. Wow. For taxes. So, amazing. Wow. Yeah. I wonder. Great, um, great numbers. These yeah. are fantastic numbers. I bet, yeah, like, I would bet someone, I, I'm on his um the, the website of his law firm and mm -hmm. obviously the standard of living is probably lower in Milwaukee but yeah I bet he would make like right now maybe like 150 or something yeah like it that. was that would be my the guess range, the range was like 150 to 205 so I gave him a yeah of I was like okay like yeah right I will maybe he makes the top and then Derek F I calculated what he makes with his second place prize of 75k he made $882.35 per day in that Big Brother house. Wow. And I don't know what the hell he his job actually is. <laughs> Some kind of like safety compliance thing in Philly, but no idea what those make. But I assume $882 is like a pretty good daily take home rate for him. That's great. It's just a game. It was just a boring season. The fact that I'm more excited, like that this week I was more excited to watch The Voice, which the two of you <laughs> roped me into, that was the finale. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what to say because I haven't watched The Voice in like 10 years. And I, oh my are, God. I can't believe we have Ariana. to. It's not on our agenda, but we have to talk about have it. have to talk about um, it. In fact, why not? A perfect segue into that where um so you know i just got um hulu with that ha comes with live tv and i have not mm -hmm. had live i'm not even kidding i've not had live tv since 2007 um i've only been doing like i cut the cord like before there was a term for it <laughs> and um also just like i've been streaming and doing other things to get content for ever so Within with this new Hulu, I was like, "Oh, Ariana's on The Voice," and I'm kind of looking forward to it because I'm also I play Fortnite every day, and I have the my character. I, play, I have the Ariana Grande skin, uh, so I play as her. It's very funny. Um, so I was like, "All right, like this seems like a good I, good time to start watching The Voice," and so I put it on and I was texting Jill because Jill loves Ariana. She's a, a, the original Arianator. And, yep. and then Praz, we got you into it. Why don't you tell us what John had to say? And my husband's just like, they're lying. They're not watching The Voice. Like, don't fall for that. This is a prank to get you to watch a show that they're not even watching. And I was like, why would they do that? Yeah, what a boring prank. Just, he cannot believe, prank. one, that anyone would really watch The Voice and that anyone in the world likes John Legend and can name more than one John Legend song. And I'm like, John, there's lots of people who like John Legend and can oh. name John Legend. Like he just has these strong opinions that he's just like, because he doesn't like something, he just can't even understand. I, mean, I actually anyone. don't know anybody who likes John Legend. I I mean, plus with his bully wife. Oof. But um, <laughs> I liked John Legend's debut album. You know, he went to Penn. Did you know that? Right across the street from my alma mater. Um, his debut album was triumphant. It was incredible. I think it's called like Ordinary People or something like that. And I've never liked anything else he's done. Uh, but I will say he's extremely cute when he's like dancing in his chair and like yeah. bobbing along. I'm like, okay. 
Um, and then it's very fun to see Kelly Clarkson because, again, like I don't watch her show. I haven't, you know, seen her in earnest. And like she's fantastic. And then Ariana is, is like the fact that The Voice has one of the biggest acts in the world on as a judge. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And like she's got such a massive following mm-hmm. that I can't think like I just feel like no matter who she has on her team, they'll win. I'm glad that this show is showing her personality because she is genuinely very funny, very sweet. She can do the math. We, we, uh, as John Legend said, we stand a queen who can do math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad. Wait, I okay. I don't have any strong feelings about. I think she has a, like an amazing, crazy voice. Can go hit those super high notes. And what I what I think about her is that is awesome. Is that she's truly like a distinctive voice. Like when you right. listen to an Ariana Grande song, you know it's her. Like there's no question. And I think that's awesome. On the voice, I'm not seeing that personality. And <gasps> I think she's just. I think we will see it, Jill. I'm not saying we won't see it. <laughs> I think she's just following what everyone else is doing at this point. Like she's mm-hmm. she's never turned her chair first for anyone. I think, mm-hmm. um, except that one guy who I think she was the only one she turned turned for last week. I just think she's still taking her cues from everyone else, and I think she will like get there. But I'm not mm-hmm. seeing like, oh my god, she's so funny or anything like that. Just interesting. Saying. Yeah, I, I remember I suppose- her. Didn't she like? Lick a lick the donuts and <laughs> it was a hell of her time. She said, "I hate Americans," and honestly, so do I. Exactly, mm-hmm. she was very ahead of her time. Hmm. Well, she's an unbothered. America's going to remember that. The Voice fans <laughs> will remember that. <laughs> well, find me a Voice fan. <laughs> um, there's right three here. of us. <laughs> um, I am glad that. Um, solidarity for it's it's a and kelly's really fun she is really fun on the show yeah i like her and she seems to care what do they get if they win do they get a bonus bragging rights i think just i mean they also get paid a good jillion dollars to do the job of being on this show (laughs) yeah also they get exposure like gwen released like christmas albums while she was on and she became like a country star so it's like they get as much exposure they get more exposure than these contestants right yeah yeah no one i can't name a voice winner no no It's it's yeah it's never been about them well should we transition into something else that everyone's talking about that we no spoilers, no spoilers. But you mean the calamari? Because I have not watched it, so really no spoilers. No, yeah. no, no, and I'm not done with it, so no spoilers. But Prez, are you going to watch Squid Game? Squid Game? I or guess no? so. It didn't. The little image that Netflix showed me didn't make me want to hit play, but like you guys are saying, I should. So I believe it you. is fantastic. So let me just tell you this: when I texted us two weeks ago, being like, "Well, I guess we have to watch Squid Game." <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was a reality competition show from Korea. So like I put it on <laughs> thinking it was going to be one of those absurd game shows where like pies were being thrown in your face, not knowing it was a scripted show where people get like murdered as like, mm-hmm. it was so good. That, I um, was cracking up that that's what Nick thought. I really did. And so guess much. what? I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Somebody no, else I'm sure, I'm sure. texted me. They were like, based on the Netflix description, I thought it was a reality show. And so I didn't <laughs> start it yet. Um, Wait, but, but I do have to say, and for a warning for listeners and for press, I mean, you ha- you do have to know going in that is it is an extremely violent, dark show. 
Okay. So like, don't feel forced to watch it if you don't think you're, it would you've got to watch it. And no, uh, um, no nighttime, maybe right. Like, it's not, it's not. Here's the thing: the the violence is not. Um, nobody like suffers. It's very quick. No, no, it's and, quick. Yeah. Um, it's not like we're watching people get like mutilated. They just get no. Shot. And um, it was. It's very very good. Um. You got to watch it. You got to support the little Dolly girl um, from Oh yeah, Nick. Nick mm-hmm. Everyone check out at Nick Walsh Music on TikTok. Well, it's now Nick Walsh with three H's at the end. I changed the Wait, name. It is? Yeah, it is? I just decided that, you know, Nick Walsh Music was a funny joke to me and like five people. And then uh, I just changed it literally an hour ago. Oh, that's um, so funny. I need to check that out. Yeah. I also, you know, uh, the listeners don't know this, but my original Twitter account, Nick Walsh, was suspended. So now I have uh, – Jill, you don't know this either. Um, I have been using my one of my other Twitter names, and I just changed it to Nick Walsh with one, two, three, four, five, six H's. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's, it's, a, it's a commentary on me being silenced by Twitter. Oh, so my Nick gosh. Walsh, like Nick Walsh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> anywho, Squid Game is fantastic. I watched all of it in a weekend, and now I'm just so inspired. I've been making so much content about it. Um, it's the number one show of all time on Netflix, which is hysterical. Uh, um, let me just look. I've been going viral on TikTok. Yeah. And let's see. So it's at far, 50. I just checked. 58.5K views on my TikTok. Now, my number one most viewed, my number one vote, most viewed talk is 65K, hoping <gasps> I can beat it. Oh, wow. I bet you can. Yeah. That's great. I just liked it. Thank you. 11,000 likes. That's pretty good. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, look it's for really Nick Walsh funny. with three H's on TikTok. Um, I actually have two things that I'm hoping uh, we can get updates on. One, the last pod we did, Jill, you filled us all in on Gabby Petito. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. So what's going on in the case? Yeah, so it's funny. I was uh, there was a few times this week that I was going to text you, like um, text you both, and be like, "I know you haven't heard about the, the case, so here's the update." So good <laughs> thing we're talking about it. You know, what's interesting is there's updates and no updates. I think um, this is my belief. I think they will find him soon. Unclear if it'll be dead or alive, but I think so. The dog, the bounty hunter, is on the case. He uh, is it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so he's on it. So what he found was sort of like a freshly used campsite at this place in Florida. So that's where they've been focusing their um, search. But also what they've found is that the family went to this campsite between the time that he came home and mm-hmm. then Gabby was reported missing. So it's like very, mm-hmm. all very odd. What came out yesterday was that the sister who had claimed that she hadn't even talked to her brother was in fact at the campsite with him one day and has talked to him at least twice on the phone. So that whole family is, yeah, the whole family is super shady. But so the FBI has been in and out of the laundry house. So um, not a ton of updates, but I think they're, they have information, you know, I think the FBI obviously has a lot more information than we do. And I have to shout out at Brian Enton on Twitter, who is like a correspondent for a, 
a news station down in Miami and he is on the case. He's been at the house all day long and he goes live all the time. And that's what I do is I just every day check his Twitter to see what's going on. Wow. Well, the said that there's this whole movement of people who are like, if Dog the Bounty Hunter catches him, we don't have to pay taxes anymore because what the fuck is the oh. FBI doing? Like, oh why God, is funny. Dog the Bounty Hunter making more progress on this case, like, in wow. just, like, a short time than anyone else has been able to? Oh, my but, God. So interesting. I don't think we'll ever find him, Brian. You don't. No, interesting. I think he's I think, just- I think we will. I think uh, they'll find him. If he's not dead, uh, even if he's dead, I think they'll find him. But, like, I think they'll find him. But the question is, like, did he get out of the country yet? Like, because that can oh, be where, where right. some difficulty. Yeah. But I mean, sure. Bounty Hunter will go to Mexico. He, he doesn't care. <laughs> or Nassau. It's very easy. I saw on the show OBX, Outer Banks, to yeah. get from, like, <laughs> Outer mm, Banks to South Nassau. South Carolina. Just, yeah. Nassau. Um, um, what was the second thing, Nick? Okay, I need you to somebody to explain to me who Christy Carlson Romano is. Oh my god, oh god. even Stevens. Not yeah, a exactly. Kid. Oh, it's so hard to explain to non Disney kids. What's going on with her? Is she okay? What happened? Oh, oh my gosh! But I'm a big even Stevens fan. Wait, Shia even, LaBeouf? Yeah, even Stevens was my whole youth. Yeah, whole yeah, youth. I love even Stevens. I watched it I'm even Google, though I'm googling it now. Is that Shia? Yes, it's where oh, Shia. That's I've been. To her? I've known Shia. Okay, Prez, nothing happened to her. It's not really something that's going on with her. It's her social media presence that has become very fascinating to a lot of people because basically she's had a YouTube channel for a while, but now she's like doing very clickbaity headlines where she's like, "How? Why I'm not friends with Shia LaBeouf anymore? How I lost out to my dream oh. role to Anne Hathaway?" Right, right, and Here's then how, uh, like really boring. And it's like I didn't get the part, or like we just <laughs> yeah. Much, like, right. <laughs> basically and she yeah. does it very cinematically where she's walking and like the camera oh, it's okay. a very nice camera so setup. here's why I don't sorry. Shia sorry 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 <laughs> the twitter sphere um is just sort of like a buzz with hilarity and they just think it's really funny that's all nick is it like what other are there any other questions you need or just no like... i just don't i just didn't know who she was and why everybody yeah she's was, like, right Nick, there was this movie she did with Hilary Duff, a, a Disney yeah. movie called Cadet Kelly, that is like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Color Guard. And I was already like past the age of like probably being able to get in. There. I was like, I'm going to join Color Guard. I started to get obsessed with like, I did baton twirling when I was like a kid, but like um, when I was like five and then I gave it up after like a month. But I was like a 16 year old person being like I'm gonna I started throwing water bottles in the air and trying to catch them and like spin <laughs> underneath them that was Hillary and, Duff like in the color guard of the marines or something yeah it's like they're in like a what are they they go to like a military school right yeah here, and they're like mm-hmm. yeah they're basically in the is it even color guard that's what my school called it like with the flags and I the, think so yeah and they, they, like, twirl, they twirl like rifles yeah 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 infantry I wanted to do that so bad <laughs> Romano basically plays like the like the the antagonist to Hillary yeah Hitler. So, did you ever, Nick? Did you ever hear the show Kim Possible? It was an animated show. Yeah. Or no, yeah. That call me, she's me if you really need me. I think so. She's the voice she's the of voice. Kim Possible. Yeah. Oh wow, good for her. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was a she was a prolific Disney kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've never heard of her. Um, wow. it's 
it, like Lizzie McGuire, even Stevens, if you're are, you know, um, Gen Z age as we are, <laughs> yeah, <they never laughs> and made, watched it. They never made an even Stevens movie, did they? Um, did they? They might not, have. Not like, not like, like the, a Disney. Lizzie like a McGuire. Disney Channel. Oh, no, 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 they never did. They might have made a DCOM, which is a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. Hmm. Which, yeah. oh my God. No, wait, Praz, what's your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Because I very clearly have mine. Oh, well, I mean, Cadet Kelly is really high on that list. Oh, um, wow. Was the movie Motocrossed a Disney yes. Channel? Yes. Oh, that's, okay. yeah. Okay. That's I really perfect. liked Motocrossed because I liked that Riley Smith guy. Yes. Yes, he's very hot. My favorite, favorite? um, absolutely one of my literally no joke favorite movies of all time is Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Oh, yes. That is is such a good one. Nick, you've got to watch it. It's frustrating to me that that one didn't have a TV show. I know. It's truly one of the best films ever made. It should have been a TV show. Like, it was that good. It should have been everything. Yeah. What happened to the actress who played Xenon Girl? She's a soap opera star. She was on uh, Days of Our Lives. She played uh, Bella or whatever, the John Black and Marlena's daughter. And it was so funny because her character, I don't even know if I'm going to leave all this in, but her character, um, Bella, their daughter, was like a four-year-old child. And then John and Marlena finally like get married and they go on their honeymoon. And then they come back. They aged her up to like a 14-year-old girl. And it was played by Kirsten, Stor- Kirsten Storms. Interesting. No, this has been all very enlightening. Um, yeah, I didn't know you weren't a Disney kid. What? Uh, that's one of my famous like villain origin stories is the fact that I'm not a Disney kid and everybody. Remember, I knew you. Love the kids WB. I bet. No, but you. Well, I love the kids WB. But Jill, remember that one movie that I have never seen that everybody talks about? No, I know, but that's not a. Dis- to me, that's not a Disney movie. What well, movie? Freaky Friday. No, oh, no, that's no, not sorry, what no, 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 Parent Trap, Parent Trap. Wait, the original so or like, the Lindsay Lohan one? No, no, Lindsay Lohan. He's never seen it, which is disgusting. Well, I you got to watch the original person. first. Ugh, no, no, you got to watch the Lindsay chill. Lohan. Um, no. Haley Mills one is so good. It's just, but see, Nick, I know that, but like to me, there's a very different. That's I like know a movie that it's movie. not a Disney Channel right, original right, movie. Right. However, but you I'm associate. Sure, I'm sure it was played on Disney Channel a lot. Mm, Disney Channel played their own original IP most of the time. Gotta say. Yeah, very rare <laughs> when they actually play like a. Because that's how I guess I got into the Jan- Disney Channel original movies. Because when we got Disney Channel finally, I was a bit older. Like when I was younger, my parents, like, they either, they just were like, we can't get that here. Like they lied or something. And so we never had it. Like when I was like probably the appropriate age to be watching it. But then we got it, I think, when I was like 14. Like when my parents got divorced, my dad was like, yeah. We'll get Disney Channel or whatever. Like we added it to the package. And I think I was like 13, 14. And that's when I really started watching. And I remember thinking like, oh, they don't play like Lion King on Disney. Yeah. But that's how I got very interesting. The original movies. But I never have watched like High School Musical or anything like that. It's like, <gasps> oh, great. Raven Simone was in Xenon Girl. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, I got to say, though, you know. While it's not a true DCOM, it falls under the Disney umbrella these days. My favorite DCOM is Mistletones. Oh, God, Jesus. Oh, on that note. We're, we're getting into Mistletone season. <laughs> we are. We definitely true. are. And um, our favorite, we're going to have to be covering it, our, our favorite um, Princess Switch, Switch 
Oh, oh like the switch yeah, screen. We're the longest running Princess Switch pod. Um, so we'll have to cover I'm it. I'm looking at when it does it come out this winter? Yeah, yes. so. Fifi is back. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, all right. Well, how should we sort of, you know, wrap up what this pod and this well, season and what's you know you know thanks for listening uh to all the loyal listeners thanks for listening um obviously we'll be back for bb24 but we'll also be back for highlights throughout the year as we just mentioned princess switch 3 is right around the corner um thank so, you to praz for her always amazing oh, producing okay. yes thank you praz for oh, producing it was a short season but you know in terms of the amount of episodes we did but it I'm still glad we did it, even though we didn't love overall the the season. You know, the bright the brightest part of this season was getting to talk to the two of you. Aww. Oh, exactly. Three miles down the road from the Big Brother house. Thanks for listening all season. I'm Nick. I'm Praz, and I'm Jill. Love one another. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she ended it. Good night. Good night. Good night. Dan 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 dan